It's time now for the complete story with Dick Bott, a public news and information feature of Bot Radio Network to keep you informed about the most important issues of our day. Now, here is Dick Bott with today's complete story. You know, Rich, I was thinking of some of the fun things that we've done. Now, my idea of fun is inspirational. It just touches your heart and makes you just feel wonderful. And one of those things is what we did a few weeks ago Two, three weeks ago when we went to Dallas. Well, yes. Uh, You mean when we went to the big Christmas production at Prestonwood Baptist Church. Pastor Jack Graham. Pastor Jack Graham and Prestonwood Baptist Church at Dallas, in Dallas. I mean, can you describe it? There's no way. Listen, folks, if you've been privileged to be in Dallas, Texas around Christmas time and you've seen this Christmas program, well, then you know what we mean. The rest of you, there's no way to describe it. There's no way to write a story about it or anything else, and that's the way it was, wasn't that's it? That's right. I mean, just take the, the most fantastic, amazing Christmas production you've ever seen and say, like, times 10. It's just—it was really neat. And you know what I appreciated the most, Dad, at the end? At the end, after this fantastic Christmas production, is when Jack Graham, Pastor Jack Graham, came out and— and shared the gospel and gave the plan of salvation and oh. had an altar call, invited people to come to Christ. Oh, man, and, it, and, and they did. Yes. Yeah. yeah. And uh, this is, of course, the, the PowerPoint radio broadcast that we hear right here on Bot Radio Network at 6.30 p.m. on most of these stations. That's right. Now, listen, folks, and then on Sunday morning, because that was Saturday afternoon, then a Sunday morning, I said I wanted to go and hear Dr. Tony Evans who would want to be in Dallas on a Sunday and not want to hear Dr. Tony Evans? And he sure didn't disappoint us, did he? That was Oak Cliff Bible Fellowship. And they had their children's Christmas program on that Sunday morning. And that was really precious. That was just terrific. There were nine members of our family, and he brought a message after the Christmas program, which was delightful, inspirational. It was so wonderful. And he brought a message that I was so glad that our whole family was able to sit there and hear. It was just great. Well, anyway, the man who made all that possible for us is Keith Lewis, K-E-E-T Lewis, who lives in Dallas, a fine, wonderful friend of ours. So, Keith, welcome to The Complete Story. Dick and Rich, it is always good to be with you on The Complete Story, and what a privilege you had to come to the Dallas Christmas Festival that we call now, uh, it's the Prestonwood Gift of Christmas. And yeah. uh, imagine this, folks, 1,000 people in the cast, choir, and orchestra. That's not, and we're not talking about the audience, folks, we're talking. Oh, there were 7,000 of those at each performance, and they do about 15 of them, and it's sold out months in advance with camels and zebras and donkeys and animal sheep. It was, it's quite a production. There is nothing in New York City as a Christmas show that is any better at all and this actually has not only the great Christmas program in the second half, but it has lots of music in the front part as well. So it was great to have you and your family there. And flying angels and drummer boys suspended from the yeah. ceiling. And the graphics, the digital graphics that just made the scene changes so amazing. It is so, so you get Santa and all of the uh, elves and all of that. So the real question is, are the bots 
coming back next year. Are you kidding? Are you kidding? I was well, thinking of all of the people I want to be sure to bring with me and you know, to encourage them to do that. When I get excited and enthusiastic, then I just want everybody to be there. It is absolutely amazing. Just remember this. It's Preston Wood, Gift of Christmas. They have a website, and you get tickets online. It's, it is a great, program. Well, you great mentioned program. Santa and the elves, but really it's about Jesus. Yeah. And That's Jesus right. and the wise men, Mary right. and Joseph, no, the stable, no, the manger, no. it's all there. Yes, Folks. they just use the Santa stuff on the front end with kids, but it is clearly, distinctly God-driven no, spiritual uh, component. And so. It really is. Now listen, folks, this is Christmas. This is Christmas. Uh, and I'll tell you, uh, Charlie Brown, of all things, Charlie Brown in the cartoon is going to tell Linus what Christmas is all about. And then Keith Lewis and Rich and I are going to talk about it because I want to get into his family gathering. I want to get into the way he celebrates Christmas. This is a time for everyone listening right now to think, who am I going to gather around me? And thank God for the gift of the birth of his son at this time that we celebrate. But here is Charlie Brown, of all things, to tell you about it. I guess I really don't know what Christmas is all about. Isn't there anyone who knows what Christmas is all about? Sure, Charlie Brown, I can tell you what Christmas is all about. Lights, please. And there were in the same country shepherds, abiding in the field, keeping watch over their flock by night, and lo, the angel of the Lord came upon them, and the glory of the Lord shone round about them. And they were sore afraid, and the angel said unto them, Fear not, for behold, I bring you tidings of great joy, which shall be to all people. For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, which is Christ the Lord. And this shall be a sign unto you. You shall find the babe wrapped in swaddling clothes, lying in a manger. And suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of the heavenly host praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace, goodwill toward men. That's what Christmas is all about, Charlie Brown. And Keith Lewis, isn't that what Christmas is about? Amen. Couldn't be said better. Yeah. That's from 1966. That's the Charlie Brown Christmas special. That's what was on network television all across the country, and nobody was offended. And nobody was offended. And do we need it now? Yes. Yeah, and I tell you what, my heart just breaks when I think of the schools across America that will not let the students, the children, mention Christmas. They call it winter holidays. They call it everything under the sun. Uh, they will not acknowledge Christmas nor let anyone speak of it in our schools where our children are supposed to be learning the things we want them to learn. But anyway, Keith Lewis, in your family, because we will all be gathering, this is a time for families to gather and get together, but it also is a time to reach out to others and show them the love of Christ. But tell me about your family and, and how it's going to be in your household. Well, we, we have, you know, all families need to build and develop traditions, and some of them will be Christmas traditions. Some of them are Easter traditions, where we get to look at the other side of the manger in the resurrection. At the Christmas time, it's really a time that in our family, we try to gather on multiple occasions to sing songs. We want to sing the great carols, the carols that inspire us, the things uh, that, that teach us about 
the coming of Christ the Savior. But also, remember, Dick, and I, I try to help my family connect to this thought, and maybe this would be interesting to the listeners. It's the two names, the mystery of the two names. We hear from the angel that you shall name him Jesus, but we also get in the passage that it will be Emmanuel. I think all Christians understand that Jesus died on the cross, but the real challenge is to walk with Christ as Emmanuel. And I think when we sing the great carol, O come, O come, Emmanuel, this is God in us. From the Garden of Eden, there was always this idea of the presence of God and then the tabernacles. But we get to experience, because of the empty tomb, because of that Easter morning, we get to experience that Christ lives in us, this Emmanuel in us. And we need to, I try to help our family see that Christmas is not just the babe in the manger, but it is the presence of the living God in us throughout the year. Yeah. It's Emmanuel, Christ in us. Now, as you gather at Christmas in your family, uh, you want to transmit that uh, to the adults because that brings a feeling of we are together and also the teenagers and also the young children because everyone in the family uh, needs to know uh, what you're talking about. Well, that is that is so true. And we just try to – and I just encourage people to use – to use to develop traditions and to try to pull their families together multiple times during the year. Family is important. We, we have these, these great images of families that are connected together, and it's just, it is, it is so magic in a sense to watch families connect and connect with each other. You know, Keith, uh, and our guest is Keith Lewis from Dallas, Texas, is an international businessman, but more than anything else, he's a Christian. He loves the Lord. Uh, Keith, your father-in-law was a mentor to you, along with other people in your life. Uh, Judge Paul Pressler there in Houston, Texas, was another mentor. But your father-in-law meant a lot to you uh, in role modeling and things of that sort. And my, my wife's father... My father-in-law also was a great mentor in my life. So we need, we need to remember how to help young people focus and, and gather the importance of these, these the things you're talking about. They do. And my father-in-law, Spencer Brown of Waco, Texas, was a great mentor to me. You know, I lost my father when I was 21 years old. The judge had come into my life and had led me to Christ, and in a different broadcast, we told that story. But when I got married in 1981, Margaret's father really looked and really built into me. He showed me how a husband was supposed to treat a wife. He taught me what he could do to become that father, what he did as a father to his kids. So he taught, he taught me so much. But, you know, Dick, he was intentional about developing family. It was the most important thing. He thought this was his legacy. And so everything he did was to try to find a way to let his family build together, to grow together. And they, to this day, still have a Christmas night 
party, a reception at their home, their family home, and there are probably 400 or 500 people that come through there in an hour and a half. Oh, my every word. Every year. a big family. Are you, talk, are, you, are you talking about all family? No, this is – the family does this, oh. and they invite their friends. It becomes a community event. And that their friends and Margaret's father used to tell me, he said, I don't want to go on any more trips because my wife is going to meet new people. They'll go on the Christmas card list and they'll come to our party. And so it grew and it is still to this day now in the next generation. It started out with Margaret's grandmother and grandfather, and then her mother and father did this, and now her younger brother who is in that family home will host the party this year. Third generation of a great reception and a lot of people volunteer time and and they all put in and so they it's it's just a fun couple of hours every christmas night because family was important to this man see you mentioned you mentioned because he had a lot of business interests and he was busy 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 guy but you mentioned earlier in this program also that getting the family together and reminding them that they are a family and so on and so forth. That's so important. And the reason I'm stressing that is I know right now at Christmas time, people need to be reminded. People need need to be reminded that family and others also that you reach out to with the love of Christ is so important. And that makes a memory that you never, never forget, doesn't it? It does. And Dick, it's really the issue is the word intentional. Just like as Christians, we need to grow th- go through life intentional about telling people about Jesus. You have to get out of your comfort zone and be intentional about sharing the gospel. And I think we need as families to be intentional about creating family memories. And I think we need to we need to see our children get along, stay together so that the cousins will grow together and perpetuate the values of the family and uh so that's really what becomes important to us at this time. Yeah. And that's a kind of a responsibility, a God-given responsibility of the older generation, the patriarchs of the family, to pass down to the younger generation. Right. And it's part of the duty of the younger generation to gather together and listen. That is correct. And it's just – you just have to create the time. You have to think about it and say, we're just going to take this segment, sort of like at Thanksgiving to go around the table and say, what are you thankful for? At Christmas, we need to find a way to engage people in the story, that it is the babe in the manger, but it's the God who lives inside of us. Yeah. Listen, folks, what he's talking about is take time. Take time for those things that are very important. Now, we have used this on Bot Radio Network the past several weeks, and it just meant so much to me. It's the pauses in life. It's when you take time to hug a kid and share the love of Christ with them. When you gather as a family and you do just exactly what Keith Lewis is talking about, that is what builds strength into the family, and that is what builds memories that you never forget. It's the pauses in life, away from the routine of life, that make the difference, and that's where joy comes from. And uh, this, I want, I want to use this now. It's, it's based on the piano, for heaven's sake. But if you listen carefully, turn your radio up. If you listen carefully at this time of year, you'll know exactly what I'm saying. Here it is. My mama told me something when I was growing up that has forever changed my life. 
She played the piano at our little church at 3rd and Pine Street for 37 years. She tried to teach me to play the piano, <laughs> but I wasn't very good. She would teach me the names of the notes, what a major key is, what a minor key is. She tried to teach me musical theory, but I was just bored. Then, one day, she told me that the best news in the world is found by playing a simple scale on the piano. I had no idea what she meant, so she told me to play an eight-note scale. So I did. I said, how is that good news? And she said I played it incorrectly and that I needed to play it the other way. So I did. Again, I said, how is that good news? And she said I played it the right way, but I needed to add the pauses. The pauses? She said, the pauses. Add them on the first, second, fourth, sixth, seventh, and last note. Now, I was frustrated and said, how can eight notes with random pauses be the best news in the world? Then I got up, walked away, and went outside. Frankly, I didn't care what she was talking about. I didn't like playing the piano anyway. Well, years later, my mama got sick and passed away. As I was thinking about her, I remembered what she told me about the piano. Not only that, I still remember the notes she told me to pause. The first, second, fourth, sixth, seventh, and last note. So I sat down at her piano and played the scale with the pauses. she was talking about and that's what you want your family to to capture isn't it keith joy to the world the lord has come yeah what's the rest of it let earth receive her king yeah right at this time of year entering into 2017 so much uh, unsettledness so much wonderment so much that needs to be done and everything else, but right now, at this time of year, at Christmas, that's the time to think about and transmit to the children what that mama was wanting to do to that little boy. Joy to the world, and that is what life is about. It really is, and Dick, you know, we just couldn't have this discussion without a little pause because I know that at Christmas, sometimes this is a really challenging time for some because of the brokenness in their lives. And we should just let the folks know that God is the father to the fatherless. He's the mother to the motherless. And let the radiance of Jesus Christ no. fill your home and overcome your sadness and your lack of joy because you, like the tune of that piano, you can sing joy to the world even when life is full of challenges. Yeah. You know, Keith, you're right. And, and, and you know, there are people listening right now who are, are gravely ill, uh, people who've lost their wives yes. and vice versa. 
and it just seems such a sad thing to them. But but the little song with the pauses tells us joy to the world. The Lord has come. Uh, you see, and, and that's so important because that really is the meaning of the journey of life. Keith Lewis, tell us just a little bit about how you came to know the Lord. Wow. Um, I guess it has to go to a few years before I came to know the Lord, I left home. I was 14 and a half or nearly 15 years old. I moved back to Houston. My parents had been divorced when I was 14. My father remarried. Uh, I didn't quite get along too well with the stepmother. So I went to them with a proposal that, that I should move back to Houston. And I went to my best friend's home where his mother was a recent widow. And I was just sort of lost and floundering. Yeah. But along came a day when the judge, Paul Pressler, came into my life, befriended me. He saw a lost kid. He saw somebody, and God put it, put it on his heart to lead me to Jesus Christ. And in the summer of 1971, he led me to Jesus Christ. My life changed forever. He showed me how to walk. He showed me how to be a dad. He was with me. He officiated at our wedding. He was with me when my father was buried after a plane crash. He sat with me and my, our family when our daughter was married. So God provided a man that loved a kid for Christ's sake. See, now we're talking about Judge Paul Pressler, uh, the appeals court in Houston, Texas. And even at that time, he was a judge. And where were you and what were you doing when he recognized there's a kid, here's a kid that needs a little word of encouragement, something important in his life? Well, I was working. I'd, I'd gotten tired of having grease under my fingernails, so I thought I'd go to a florist or a greenhouse for a clean job. I was a senior in high school. And so I, 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 my grandfather raised plants and camellias, so I knew a little about gardening and flowers. So it was in that environment the judge came and he met me and befriended me. As a lost kid, he just saw something, and it was a powerful day in my life. See, people listening right now, they think the judge, uh, here come the judge, you know, he's going to really get me. He's right. going to really, he's going to really, he's going to really make it tough on me and all that sort of thing. But um, butcher, baker, candlestick maker, everyone is a human being, and in their heart, the love of Christ can also live and be right. radiated from, isn't it? It is. And when he gave me his business card, Rich, it said district court judge. <laughs> and I thought, this is the best news ever, <laughs> because if I get busted, and they call my parents, and if I have one phone call, I'm not calling home because they'll say, keep him. The city is better off with him in jail. But I'm going to call the judge because he doesn't know all the things that I do. So I held that close in my wallet, and I never had to call the judge. He called me and asked me to come and meet with him, and he led me through a sinner's prayer. He walked me down the Romans Road, introduced me to Christ, and even... As recently as four days ago, I flew to Houston. I went in early before a meeting so that I could have lunch with the judge, his wife, and his son as a Christmas thing with them. Is that right? See, out of that, you've got a Christmas memory also. Folks, let me say again, Christmas is a time when you reflect on your life, 
when you pull your family together and hold them close, and then you tell the family stories, that you, you, you let people know in the family, you see, what their own history is. And all of these things are so important. Now, let me just turn a corner very slightly. Right now in America, it seemingly is kind of uh, popular to put a target on the back of a policeman's uniform. And, uh, and, and you know, I understand in Dallas they're even running short of policemen because who wants to be a policeman when people are somehow angry and somehow they're upset and somehow they're kind of violent and all of those things. But when you're in trouble, who do you call but a policeman? Get in an auto accident right here at the Christmas season. Who do you call? Call the policeman or whatever it may be. Now, here is a short story that I want people to listen to and think carefully about because a policeman is also someone you can say, God bless you, God bless you, and thank you for your service. Listen to this. I'm going to tell you a story from my highway patrol days. I simply call this my Christmas Eve. The hour is late, should go to bed, near midnight, I believe. But memories keep me wide awake this snowy Christmas Eve. Yes, memories of my kids moved on. Each has their separate life. And how the holidays have changed since angels took my wife. The toys, the food, the Christmas cheer. My wife would bear the load because I would work most holidays. State trooper on the road. Just sitting in my easy chair, so many years retired, I reminisce on times gone by and all that has transpired. Of all the many happenings that seemed to come to light, a multitude of them occurred right on this very night. A drunken woman in Iraq who died on Christmas Eve leaves memories of a tragic case most people can't believe. I had to drive to where she lived to tell her next of kin, found the run-down mobile home she had been living in. The person answering the door, I still recall today, a little girl, about four years old, she said, I'm Sue McKay. I asked her if her dad was home and felt the longest pause. She said, my daddy ran away. You must be Santa Claus. My mommy said you'd come tonight if I just stayed in bed and bring a pretty doll for me. It's what my mommy said. I broke the law that Christmas Eve, did not call child's care. They'd merely put her in a room and that I couldn't bear. I picked her up and took her home. My wife tucked her in bed and Wrapped the pretty doll for her, just like her mommy said. Adopted by a loving home, and soon they moved away. I won't forget that Christmas Eve and little Sue McKay. Another bitter Christmas Eve, a blizzard to behold. Had left a family in the ditch, just trapped there in the cold. By grace of God, I spotted them all cold and gaunt with fright. Drove them to a motel room to safely spend the night. One Christmas Eve, a homeless man, shivering and wet, was trying hard to get a ride I'm sure he'd never get. I picked him up and drove him to a diner on the hill to warm his bones and left him with a $5 bill. Strange how when you're all alone with memories you recall, you think of everything you've done. Was it worth it all? I think about my God, my job, my children, and my wife. Would I do it all the same? Could I relive my life? Then comes a knock upon my door. This late, who could it be? A neighbor or a Santa Claus come to visit me? The figure standing in the cold gives me a sudden fright. 
a trooper with that solemn look. Dear God, who's died tonight? I'm flashing back through bygone years and how I'd often stood on someone's porch to bring them news and it was never good. Is this how life gets back at me? For misery I've induced, where pain I've caused some other folks has now come home to roost. But looking in the trooper's eyes, my mind is in a whirl. I see a pleasant countenance. The trooper is a girl. She smiled and reached to shake my hand, and silence wasn't broken until a tear rolled down her cheek, and then she softly spoke. I'm sure you don't remember me, but thought I'd stop and say, God bless you on this Christmas Eve. I'm Trooper Sue McKay. Keith Lewis, as you're listening to that with us in the studio, that's kind of what you did when you just a few days ago visited Judge Paul Pressler, uh, now an international businessman, and I don't want to give your age, but you're you're getting a little long in the tooth, too. You're a grandpa, I think, now, aren't you? I am three times, 63. So you could, you could visit with Judge Paul Pressler, and you could say, I'm that 14-year-old boy that you took an interest in and led to the Lord and followed through with and helped along the way. I do, and sometimes, Dick, I just call him and say, Judge, I just wanted to give you a quick hello and say thank you for leading me to Jesus Christ. Yeah. All right, our guest on this chapter of the complete story at this Christmas season, 2016, has been Keith Lewis from Dallas, Texas, with his testimony. And we wanted to do this so our Bot Radio Network family could gather and understand the importance of the season that we celebrate now, the birth of Christ and what that means to each and every one of us. This is Dick Bott with his chapter of The Complete Story is a Public Service, and I'll see you later. <laughs>